Shen's a ghost. Out to lunch. Schwartz is a ghost. O'Reilly. Actually, ghost is too positive because a ghost just wouldn't affect things one way or the other, and those guys are both actively hurting the team. Take the sunrise service real literally this year. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is Sunday, April 21st, and this is the Two Guys No Cup podcast, and we are coming to you after the Blues beat the Winnipeg Jets 3 2 redacted for <laughs> the fourth win of their first round series and therefore the right to advance to the second round of the National Hockey League playoffs to meet the winner of the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators. Dallas leads that series 3-2. to two. Ian, you and I watched it at Ballpark Village mm-hmm. with our friends and family and loved ones. Mm-hmm. How do you feel right now? Uh, right now, I'm very tired, but in the moment, ecstatic. I went, there was a whole range of emotions from utter terror to hope back to utter terror and then hope again. And then joy. And then just pure elation. Oh, absolutely. I do. Yeah, you are a trooper for being out here. You 
drove to Ballpark Village from U-City, then you drove home, and then you drove out to West County to record this podcast for the people. Yeah, this is as for the Bain people. would say. So thank you. <laughs> for the people. For doing it. Thank you for being here. Oh. Thank you, dear listeners, for riding the ride that is the pain of this podcast. And here we are. We could do this as many as 21 more times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That sounds frightening. Uh, what a game. We didn't even, what? we didn't believe it. What a game. Who would have believed it? What a game. I've made the point to you. I'll just make it here from the top. In past years, we'd get, we'd be down 3-2 in a series, mm-hmm. and we'd get to game six, and we'd say, okay, the Blues have to show up tonight, because, like, if they don't, they go home, so they have to. Like, they mm-hmm. just, they literally, they just have to, and then they would not. Mm-hmm. They would not show up, and they get, usually would be the most embarrassing loss of the series in some ways. Oh, yeah, normally. And tonight... The team who was pulling the rug out from under their fans was the Winnipeg Jets. Because pretty much from the hop, and I know it ended 3-2, but pretty much from the drop of the puck, other than for a very short period in the first period after Mm -hmm. our goal, and then a relatively short period in the the third period Mm -hmm. after our goal, or after, yeah, after our, towards the end of the game, we dominated this game from mm. stem to stern, just all the way through the second period, especially. What but were the shots in the second period? They had two. Two. I don't know how the, many we had. We had like upwards of 15. <laughs> considerably more than two, I would say, pretty safely. That's an insane period. That is utter domination, and it was in the playoffs. And to give the Blues credit, it was at home, which has not happened very much during the regular season or in the playoffs <laughs> for this team, I, I was dumbfounded. I was absolutely dumbfounded that this team was coming to play tonight. It was, I, I, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, listeners. I just didn't. I didn't believe it. The home teams lost, or the home teams lost every game in the series up until tonight. And the winner of said game would be uh, the team that got scored on first. And mm. so we scored first at home. It was a recipe for disaster historically over these last five games. And I was already just kind of shaking. I'm like, oh boy. But they they showed up to play and really they put they put the, the foot on the throat for once. They really did. I know it ended up 3-2. But man, they actually seemed to hunker down and play that team tight. Really tight. Like, oh yeah. Like everybody. I'm trying to think of like a single player that I didn't notice tonight. Like, I swear, I think I noticed everyone. Maybe mm-hmm. Edmondson I didn't notice. You know what? I noticed For him, Edmondson that's fine. a couple times. Yeah. I didn't notice Bowmeister particularly, but he got in that one scuffle yeah. behind the net. I noticed Fabry, Barbashev, oh, Steen, God, everybody. Fabry. All the forwards I noticed. We'll Every talk last about one Fabry them. especially, but I just wanted to point out the... Uh, Corsi 4 percentage for the second period says 76.92, which seems impossibly low. <laughs> really. Honestly, it seems like It's like way they too had it 25% of the time? What, probably not. What's the SF? Is that Sedgwick 4? For some reason in my head, it's Kira, Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick? Kira Sedgwick, <laughs> yes. Evan Bacon's uh, But lover. that was 90.91%. So that seems a bit more accurate, whatever Holy that cow. is. 
uh, shots were. I've, I've I've read this a couple of times, so I guess they took one away from them. But shots were ten to one for the Blues in the second period, and uh, eleven to five in the first, and nine to nine in the third. Okay. So uh, total shots were thirty. To 15. Let's see if that matches up. Not at all. And no. on the main NHL page, it says 36 to 20. So I don't know. Oh, that's all. Okay. Never mind. In the second period, it was 16 to 1. Damn. And in the third period, it was 14 to 9. Jets. Gotcha. So it was at just 5 on 5, mm. not all. Um,. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we can start chronologically Yeah, let's go now. through the game. So, I was a little bit different from you in the fact that, I th- and I think I mentioned at the end of the last episode that, like, I thought we'd probably could win at least. But, like, over the course of the f- two days between games, I got I kind of worked myself up into thinking, no, you know what? You won the game in Winnipeg from behind in crazy momentum fashion. You're coming home for game six. You should have all the momentum, and you should just win. Mm-hmm. And I think I even said to you earlier in the day, I was like, no, I think they'll actually like win, like, like win decisively. Mm-hmm. And then uh, by the time that we reached the puck drop, that all stopped. It all <laughs> dropped away because I was happy and I know what this team does to happiness. So I was right down with you in the dumpster of despair and frustration and fear. And so it really couldn't have started the game any better uh, than for Jaden Schwartz to pick up right where he left off mm-hmm. and score the second goal for him of the playoffs, assisted by Braden Shen. Uh, these two men were the devotees of our lovely uh, opening segment tonight, so mm. no surprise Very that good. they're... Um, well, you know, usually we post-produce those, but this time we had to pre-produce <laughs> them. Uh, Sunquist chipped a puck out of the zone. Bufflin got to it, but couldn't clear it past Shin, who speeded, sped in and like kept, cut it off along the boards. He shot a puck uh, from a weird angle into the narrow antimatter between Hellebuck's arm and his side, where there shouldn't have been space, but because Hellebuck is not a particularly good goalie nope. this year, there was space. Hella sucks. Uh, the puck got behind him, but didn't cross the ice, and Schwartzy alertly found it and knocked it in for his first goal in the game, first of many, and second of the series. I wonder how often a player has scored one less than a minute apart, but in two separate games. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder. I'm sure they have that stat somewhere. I'm sure somebody. Uh, Paul Maurice made the decision to challenge this for goalie interference. I Maybe he just wanted the kind of de facto timeout partially. Yeah. Just right out of the gate without saying, oh, well, let's call time just to, like, give his team a minute. But there was no real argument for goalie yeah, interference. Schwartz, it was Bufflin who Well, Schwartz collapsed. rushes up against him right before, yeah. like, the play before, uh-huh. but does not move yeah. Hellebuck at all. In the end, it was Bufflin who kind of collapsed into Hellebuck, mm. and if anybody interfered with him, it was Bufflin. They reviewed it. They gave us a goal. That was the second review to go in our favor. Seemed impossible, but it worked out. Thanks, Batman. Blues were up one nothing. Then for like probably the next 
mm, eight to ten minutes, somewhere in there, the Blues played a lot of the dump and chase game. Mm. They couldn't get any possession, really. They couldn't establish any zone time. The Jets weren't threatening a ton. In yeah. It wasn't like we were just getting blitzed. They just kept in the zone like in a the lot. in the first period of game three or anything, or game two. Was this when we had a few breaks um, with Fabry? I can't remember. No, that was a period. little later. That's okay. when we started to kind of break out of it. Um, but yeah, with about eight minutes left, the Blues established, reestablished some control. Uh, Petrangelo at one point tried to lose it in his own zone, but didn't. O'Reilly attempted a ridiculous pass to Perron instead of shooting from a good angle. Uh, Tarasenko got to the same spot and dusted it too long and got dusted. <laughs> uh, and then with about five minutes left, the Blues had a couple of terrific chances. Fabry made a great play on an entry to take a shot that Hellebuck juggled but caught. Uh, it start to got started to get physical at like about the three minute mark or so, and then Fabry had his second breakaway uh, with no success. Edmondson jammed his stick uh, on the on the shot, kind of from the rebound. He didn't break his stick, but mm-hmm. he didn't really get the puck either. But he didn't whiff on it, so I didn't know what the right <laughs> word to say was. So I said jammed his stick. Jam. Uh, the Blues had a couple of whacks at a late. Uh, period dagger, including Tarasenko, but they couldn't score, but you felt good about the momentum as the period ended, mm-hmm. and the Blues had nine of the 14 shots in the period. So. I was just thinking, don't let this be game three, uh-huh. where you come out of the first period with one goal, and you go, you know what, we're ahead, we're a little lucky to be ahead, uh, and then all of a sudden we get blitzed. That yeah. was, I was really... Nervous about how we were going to start the second period. And we started hot. Oh, damn. They proved me wrong. Um, at one point, Connor Hellebuck almost Jonathan quicked it by misplaying a goal behind the net, but he couldn't. They mentioned a lot in the series how he is not a good puck handler, and they men- they mentioned that other people have told them this, so apparently <laughs> well known that Connor Hellebuck not very good at handling the Weird puck. Thing. It's like the opposite of the Mike Smith. You know, this guy, great goalie, not a good puck handler. <laughs> that Mike Smith guy, bad goalie, great yeah. puck handler. Well, you'd be a great other <laughs> skater and not a goalie. Uh, there was a, a period where the Blues dominated and then Tom... Tanev got a good uh, one-off chance, and so did Lowry, I think, but they weren't both shots, I guess. Um, so maybe that was part of the same play. I was trying to take notes but also focus on the game, so some of it may be jumbled. <laughs> uh, the one thing we do want to talk about, we talked about it during the game. For a long period in this game, it seemed like there were never all five attackers in the zone at the same mm. time, and particularly with... Like the backdoor feed, there's mm-hmm. nobody. Um, there's nobody there to like receive it yeah. from either like either from a backdoor feed or just the rebound off the pads. There's at least three times where we could have had another goal uh-huh. where it was like if there was just a guy sitting to the right or left of Connor Hellebuck, they'd have an easy rebound. But it'd be three. It'd be three Jets and one Blues forward, and I know that might be going for a change. But it was super frustrating to watch when I was like, he's giving up rebound, just get yeah. another guy and in there. Was, and it was repeatedly, too, and it was places that players logically should have been. Well, we even it watched a few like Jets were, plays where they had a guy back there, and yeah. it's like, oh, boy. It wasn't like they were careening into the, you know, towards the trapezoid or anything. It was mm-hmm. like right off to the other circle, and it's like, that's where your other winger should be, but he's off and friggin'. Timbuktu or wherever, probably going for a change, but it just kept happening at the wrong time. And it does seem 
it seems like a, a problem the Blues have not not consistently, but occasionally. Mm. And uh, it was really worrying at this point because you were just desperate for that second goal. Uh, still at 12.39 left in the second, the Jets still only had five shots. Uh, but then Edmondson... Uh, Edmondson took a high stick and uh, the Blues went on their first power play of the night, the first power play of the game, mm-hmm. which didn't happen until midway through the second. The Blues spend a lot of time examining on the power play, and I do <laughs> not like it, especially Petrangelo. Uh, he plays so deep, and then he gets the puck, and he's not moving. He's just sort of watching the play develop. Yeah. And I get that maybe your guy moves into space and you can get it to him, but a lot of times there's just sort of stasis. We don't have a lot of people moving on the power yeah. play. That's the problem. And it's frustrating because a lot of times he'll hold it for three or four seconds, and then he'll make the most obvious pass that he was <laughs> always going to make, and yeah. it's just like, why didn't you Do just, better. Yeah, exactly. Just do better. <laughs> uh, there were two shots on the power play. We didn't score. There were a couple of great feeds by Thomas. Tried to get that sort of long backdoor thing going and, mm-hmm. and really nice passes, but just couldn't quite deliver. Um, at one point here, and I'm still not entirely sure what happened. I think you figured it out, but mm-hmm. it was loud, so now you can explain it to me. <laughs> what I saw was Bufflin was holding a blues player and a referee sort of against the bench. Yeah. And the play stopped shortly thereafter, but they didn't whistle it on Bufflin. And um, it cut to commercial. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back from commercial, people were doing the power play dance, and I couldn't figure out what happened. Do you know the story there? I think what happened, I saw in a replay after the game, was Bufflin had Steen in a headlock. <laughs> And he's kind of pushing on a ref to the side of him just to get balance. And then he let Steen out of the headlock. And I don't know if the Blues bench was chirping him, probably. And he was chirping back. And it looked like Perron was his target. And he leaned over the Blues bench, like, at waist length. Like, leaned in there to take, like, a punch at Perron's head. And oh. he, like, dodged back. And they were like, oh, that's roughing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they called it. That's so. awesome. Terrific. Uh, I think that that passage of play ended with Jordan Bennington making the most casual glove save of all time. <laughs> Just yeah. Oh, and, man. Uh, it makes it look easy. That's uh, probably what created the stoppage of play, and then the pow- penalty happened. So we come back from the break. Blues are on the power play. And if, I don't know, you may have not felt this way. I certainly felt this way. I was like, okay. You have to. Like, you have to score. Oh, no. I was very worried. Because you've dominated the period, and you can't have this be the thing where it's like, oh, you dominated, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and can't then the let Jets it kill your get momentum. a squeaky goal, and then the third period is anyone's game, and the Jets win it. So Yeah, I was worried about them evening it up eventually. Yeah. I was like, that's why you got to score. And the power play was friggin' fire mm-hmm. for once. Uh, and it did lead to Jaden Schwartz's second goal, 12:36 into the second period. Bozak and Vince Dunn assisting. Uh, Dunn passed from the point to Bozak, who one-timed the pass to Schwartz, who one-timed the shot wide. Uh, but then Bozak chased it behind. He tried the backhand shot as he reached kind of a wraparound, not exactly. Uh, but it bounced off either Helly or one of the defenders, and it caromed in front to Schwartz, who shot and scored his second of the game. Uh, it was a frantic power play and a frantic passage of play. 
Uh, Connor Hellebuck was mad because he was down and out on the on the ice, and it seemed like maybe there was some interference. But they ain't got no they ain't got no challenge, you Connor. Wasted it. So you just got to shut up. Um, I don't think it would have gotten overturned. I don't like you know. It's not like no. there's not a controversy after the fact. Nobody, no analyst is saying, "Well, we really should take a look at that second one." The only um, one talking about that is Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, He's probably. the only one I got problem with on that team. What did really? they talk about? We got lucky. Last yeah. Time oh, he talked. He talked about the first Schwartz goal being lucky, which I'm like, dude. The first, the the, the game tonight. winner last yeah. night, right? No, the tonight's goal. Oh, he talked about that tonight. Too? Yeah, he was like, did oh. he say it again? Yeah, he did the whole bit. <laughs> he was like, that was lucky, and he's so like, so he said it. He did say it after the third one last time too. Yeah, yeah. He okay. said this was a lucky one because you know Schwartz just got it when it was behind him, and I was like, well, should have covered it up, asshole. Uh, lucky. I mean, he was the shitter who let it. Through his like, yeah, four like hole or he's literally the only is. player on the Jets that I'm kind of like, uh, whatever guy. Everyone else, I don't, really don't have that big a problem with. Yeah. But then he also was saying he was either still talking about the first goal or maybe it was the second goal about it being like he goes, that's you know they touched my stick or hit it or you know ran into me. That's goaltender interference, and you know I was in the blue paint, and I don't know what else they want me to do there. And I was like, I don't know, it wasn't goaltender interference, so shut the hell up. Mm. Sour grapes. Yeah, no kidding. Um... Yeah, what a what a shithead, dude! You didn't play well most yeah. of the series. I get it, but like when you lose, don't you just like I I get saying those things in the other games, like game five, other games that aren't you being eliminated. But when you get eliminated, don't you just go? I mean, you're not going to cop to being awful, but just be like, you know what? It wasn't our series. Well, plus, you know, like, f- hats off to them. Are you really going to be like, oh no, it was all luck and it's stupid? Well, and plus, I recognize that they made it close at the end, but it was not a close game. Mm-hmm. It was a three to nothing game, and it was arguably f- wider than that until they got the last. Yeah, two goals. I like to give the other team credit, but this is a case of the Blues <laughs> scored three goals and then the Blues allowed two goals. <laughs> the Jets didn't really like and both push, of them push, push, push. Fluky goals in different ways. We'll talk about yeah. it briefly. Um, so a lot of a lot of stuff happened after that in the second. Um, just a lot of Blues offense. The Jets got two shots. I thought. But apparently one of them you were didn't crazy. happen. Uh, J.K. said something about the boys dominating the period without uh, about ninety seconds left. So of and course, they they got a good scoring chance too. So of too. course the Jets, yeah, immediately had their one flurry in the period. <laughs> so thanks, John Kelly. Uh, but it didn't amount to anything, and the boys entered the third interm second intermission third period with a two to nothing lead. The uh, they had a moment early in the period where Lowry broke his stick, but the Blues couldn't capitalize. But it was no matter because Jaden Schwartz, once again, third goal of the night, fourth of the series, fourth in a row for the Blues. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly assisted, Alex Petrangelo assisted. O'Reilly won the faceoff and chipped it out eventually. Schwartz got it alone. Schwartz was in one-on-one with Bufflin, basically Shin hustled uh, to distract Scheifele and be a pass option, but Schwartz don't need no outlet <laughs> option. Uh, Bufflin hit the ice to try and defend against Schwartz, who potentially moved around, or who patiently moved around, um, and just waited until he had just slid out of the way, yeah. which <laughs> eventually happens in hockey. It. And at this point, Shifley, Shin, and Bufflin are all basically just pulled up and sort of watching Schwartz work his magic, but if we're talking curling terms, we had the two stones close to the net, both Shin and Schwartz had boxed <laughs> Ooh, out the yeah. two curling or the two curling the two, the two Jets players, 
Um, and Schwartz just waited and waited and waited and waited and finally sniped and scored his third goal for the hat trick. Um, it looked very Tarasenko-esque. That's abs- normally his oh, cut, cut and move. Gorgeous goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can tell he was just feeling it, and he wasn't giving up that puck for anything. Um yeah, I mean, that was the story of the game. There was a crap penalty uh, that the Jets got on a Perot. Perot tripped over yeah, Tarasenko's skate yeah. as Tarasenko was carrying the puck, and it was a crap call. The Blues' penalty kill was absolutely oh, dominant afterwards. Fantastic. Barbashev made a really nice play, right? Like the puck got right into the zone, and he just stick whipped the guy and said, Yoink, and knocked it right back <laughs> out. Uh, and it was just a dominant penalty kill. There was a moment where the Jets hit a post, and it just sounded like a shotgun so blast. Scary. Because I was like, it was one of the few moments where I wasn't paying rapt attention to the screen, and then it was just like, oh, God. Anything uh, could happen. Yeah, but um, Blues pretty much held on. They weren't really turtling even. Oh. Um the Jets did score first at 12-17, Dustin Bufflin. Uh, what happened here was a, a weird stick. Uh, loss by Sunquist. Basically, Hayes moved around Sunquist at center ice, and this stick went out of his hands and went bluey along the ice. <laughs> the stick then sort of followed Hayes and sort of interfered with uh, Perron's ability to kind of take the puck off of him. So the puck got to Truba and then back to Hayes, and Hayes took a big shot, and it was just a rebound to Bufflin, and he mm-hmm. scored. So the whole stick thing made it kind of fluky. I mean, if it's a fine, it's a fair goal. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it was bullshit in any way. It was just sort of weird. Uh, and then the second goal was even flukier, arguably. The Blues got a double minor. I think Edmondson was high stick uh, again. Sunquist. Sunquist this yeah. time. And he bled, I guess. I didn't see the yep. blood, but it was like by his eye. Have. Um, and so we had the, the two, the man advantage for like the last. Two and a half minutes. And they pulled their goalie. And they pulled their yeah. goalie, so we didn't really have a man advantage, but we sort of did. Um, and this was just a case of Shin shot a puck into Bufflin at center ice, and st- he couldn't get it past, and Bufflin pinched him off. Ironically, like the very first goal, um, <laughs> just in reverse, and then uh, Perot got it and shot it for the rebound, and Little collected it and scored. It was, I mean, it, at the time it was terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. and, you know, holding on to the holding on to your seat and quenching your teeth and everything, but in hindsight, mm-hmm. not in either of those goals were devastating in any way. And it really was I mean, it was really just a drubbing. Um I don't wanna I don't wanna pump the blues tires too much, but mm-hmm. it's hard not to after a game like that. Uh you saw like how excited Bar- what did Baruby say they didn't have a fucking chance or Yeah, like I think that. yeah in the locker room he said something about like that team over there didn't have a fucking chance. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it was really true. I mean, they just blitzed them pretty much from the start. Uh, four really interesting stats here. Um, first of all, b- the Blues were 0-8 in games the 6th since 2013. <laughs> they are now 1-8 in seven. All right. <laughs> Moving on uh, up. No series had ever gone six games without the home team winning one in the playoffs, and they still have not. Uh, the Blues are the first team in the expansion era to win a playoff series after ranking last overall at any point after New Year's Day, which, of course, we did as late as January 3rd. Mm. Which, for some reason, we always talk about January 3rd, but we didn't play on January 4th, so I, I would assume we were still last then. Sure. Unless maybe somebody 
lost a game and we had more games in hand, so we moved above them, but regardless. Um, and then finally, Schwartz now has, I think, six game-winning goals in the playoffs mm-hmm. after getting two in back-to-back games, so good for him. I guess he's a performer. I guess so. Shots were 36-20. to 20. Um, Face-offs were 52-48. to 48. The Blues had four power plays uh, and scored on one of them, the last two of those being the double minor, um, which... You know, they didn't get the empty netter on. Uh, They had 28 hits to the Jets, 17. They had 15 blocks to the Jets, 16. And they had 11 giveaways to the Jets, 8. Jordan Bennington, after the game, said, This was a big win for us to close it out at home. I love it here. I love this city. And it's been a lot of fun playing in front of them. The most emotion he's ever seen by far. (laughs) Uh, It was a lot of fun playing in Winnipeg, getting a whole rink to chant at me. That was a lot of fun, too. Uh, Schwartz said, we've got a good mojo going, good feeling right now. We stuck together as a team, and it paid off, and it feels pretty good right now. Uh, <coughs> Blake Wheeler, in his post game, uh, I can't think of the word, obituary, that's the word, or <laughs> eulogy of the Jets He's season. Dead. Said, they were obviously at their best today, and we had a tough time matching it. you got to give them a ton of credit. Here's the... Here's the money quote for you. I felt coming into this game, whoever won the game was going to win the series. And you got to give them credit because they played their best game of the series for sure. Well, Well, certainly if the Blues won the game, they were going to win the series. Like, I get what he's trying to say. He's a real Sherlock Holmes. But it it doesn't feel great. Piece that one together. Um, Jordan Bennington said about Jaden Schwartz, he's the boss. Uh, Jaden Schwartz said in return, I think he's been the boss the past few months, to which Tony Danza said, there's a path you take and a path not taken. The rest is up to you, my friend. Uh, or the choice <laughs> is up to you, my friend, I believe. From Who's the Boss, yeah. the great 80s sitcom. Our 140-plus listener loves that. Which I am too lazy to clip the theme in from, but... It ain't it ain't I, worth it. I gave you a solid quote. If it was a better theme overall, it's kind of a downer. Yeah. I didn't realize um, that. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just open to the floor for free. We'll take callers. Now. Callers. Uh, wow! Just wow. Yeah. I don't know. I like this. <laughs> podcast I'm gonna, over. Yeah, we hear it. That was it. This is our cup. This is it. Um, man, you know, uh, random thoughts now. Credit to Robbie Fabry coming into this series. You know, he didn't look like an absolutely like outstanding, but he looked like a player. And then fresh legs, I'm sure, is a huge part of it. You know, he play, A, played less games than a lot of people in the season, but especially in the playoffs, less banged up. And he came out there and he was a factor on the fourth Did line. Did he come in game four or game five? Mm, game four, I want to say. He replaced I think Sanford. so, probably. Yeah, and he's looked. Good. Yeah, I think he's lo- he hasn't looked out of place, which for what has happened over the past couple of seasons with them and the slow season he's had this year is really good. He might trail off, and I totally wouldn't begrudge that of him, but you've got guys like Blay who might be not hurt anymore, I don't know, or Samford or people you can put in in his stead. So yeah. I think he did a really good job. I thought Sunquist played amazing tonight. The guy was like white on rice on people. That guy's such a good... De- he's... He's a better Berglund. He's, he's just a way better Berglund. I liked Patrick Berglund here. He's just a better Berglund. I don't know. So good. There was a point 
and I, I do this every five games or so, but there was a point during this game, and I think it was like a, a four-checking, mm. like, dispossession or something, where I just said, what is, what is Oscar Sunquest? What happened? Well, we all, we said it over and over again. Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson beat, the, his brain. beat the shit out of him, and his, his brain tweaked. Um, <laughs> he began to believe. Like, I don't know how you can say anything else, though, honestly. Like, yeah. he came back from that, and then he was a monster. <laughs> That, he looks really good with Shen and Schwartz. I think that's a really Friggin good line. Do it, man. Yeah, I mean, these lines are clicking. These are the, these are the solid Thomas, lines. The, Robert Thomas looked really good today too. Mm. Like really good. And I know we've been Robert Thomas evangelists all for friggin' a year and a half mm. now. And I'm not trying to play that card, but like, man, he looked good. It was a big game when he was there. And Jaden Schwartz, obviously. I mean, we two two games ago we were and rightfully mm-hmm. burying him and Shin for yeah. just not showing up. And they hadn't. It's not like we were way out of line or on off yeah. on an island somewhere. Oh, everybody thought that. And then what's ironic is if you go back and listen to the episode four of this playoffs, um, I made the point of, like, you need to put Shin and Schwartz on a line. Yeah. With whoever, I forget who I said. I think you said Steen. Steen, yeah. yeah. And and just, like, put him off to the side and let, make him play as little as possible. And ironically, uh, after the second period last night, they put Shin and Schwartz on a line, but they focused on them, and that was the difference in the series. They got much, so, much better. Um, credit to Craig Berube, too, because we, we've kind of shat on him as a tactician in the past, and that yeah. was his call, and it's worked out incredibly well. So credit where it's due. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he's our head coach now. Uh, yeah, just, I think that's just... I, this is all I wanted to see. I just want... I needed the playoff victory. Mm-hmm. I think he was going to get it either way. Yeah, yeah. But f- to convert me fully, I just needed... Just get us through the at least the first round. By all means, take us deeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just, I just needed that because mm-hmm. up until now... Up until now, as weird as the season's been, we've only been doing what we were expected to do. Yeah. Since the beginning From the of the beginning, season, yeah. like we talked about either last episode or before that. Um, and so now it's kind of like, okay, now we see how different this team really is. Mm. Um, but, you know, we had the, the tight series, uh, six-game series, and now we're into the future, mm. and the Western Conference is weird, and we can talk about that either next time or a little later, but... What a what a freaking series! What a game! Mm-hmm. Uh, well, along the Craig Brube uh, topic, he's our coach next year moving forward. Uh, I think without question, it wasn't in question for us anyways. But I think without question from anyone now, Jordan Bennington's your starting goalie. Oh, like for it's sure. o- it's over. Yeah, I think I've said that like five times on this podcast. But it's over. I mean, he's the goalie. Of the future for this team, he might not be amazing again next season. Look, you know, maybe, but it's solid. All I need is like solid. I still think you need to be careful with the contract. You oh yeah, but that's we'll you don't want to plan that. that he's your cornerstone for five years at this point necessarily. Mm. But at the same time, you need to you don't need a you don't need to get him a safety net. Mm-hmm. Get him a get him a good backup by all means. Mm-hmm. Allen's got to go. We've discussed that. I don't know how you're going to get it done. 
I don't think you can afford to pay him to just back up. Yeah. I mean, Bennington starts, you know, October 4th or whatever. He's yeah. your starter. Oh, yeah. He's he's just your starter. I was, I honestly, <laughs> and I didn't want to say it on this podcast at the time, and I guess there's still the future that could happen, but I really was thinking, man, I really just hope Jordan Bennington doesn't implode in the playoffs. Like, all signs pointed to like him being all right in that fear either I yeah mean, he wasn't particularly good in the ahl playoffs last i was year. just like it's a different beast maybe they're gonna come at him real physically and take some runs at him and it gets him off his game i don't and know man, he got the whole treatment too because he got the you look nervous chance mm. he had the bullshit with he got the weird gackle yeah and, <laughs> oh, the weird twitter garbage yep. you just go Burning hell with Paul Gackle. On Easter. Um, on Easter. God bless. God bless, <laughs> bless up. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had the whole gamut. Yeah, he got everything. He's just as even keeled and in control. He even had, I mean, he even had the, the real shitter Yeah, game. well, like you mentioned, it not was kind of a weird way. It was kind of nice because you're like, yeah, you're not... A robot. Yeah. You're not some weird robot where I have to worry about, oh, God, what happens when the robot breaks? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have you had a game that wasn't great. And you bounced back from it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Love it. Love it, love it, love and it. That's all I'm asking for. Just Yeah, I mean, he can't, he couldn't possibly do anything more to prove himself. Mm. So you absolutely, you pay the man, give him a one or two year deal. Pay him well for a one or two year mm. deal. I don't care. Like you pay him two or three million on that deal. Just limit the term yeah. so that you know for sure. And then if you know if he gives you a strong season or two, then pay him like a starting goalie. And you just you can't you. I mean you can't control five, six, seven yeah, years yeah. out for any player. But he has gone from an absolute afterthought in this organization at the start of the season to who was written off by Martin Brodeur according to reports which is fine Martin Brodeur <laughs> knows a lot about goalkeeping about being so, an uncle daddy and about having sex with your wife's sister yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Expert. Uh, he is an expert on three things. Those two in Enterprise commercials. That's it. Yep. Um, but he was nothing. In the, he was the backup to the real jewel of the future. Um, and honestly, I mean, like, didn't really have a career to look forward to. I mean, he was getting pretty close to the, like, write-off like years. 25, 26. Yeah. As a backup in the AHL, maybe you just stay an AHL backup mm. for the rest of your career. But you, he wasn't. Nobody was gonna. If we had decided to part ways with him when Fitzpatrick was ready to mm-hmm. take on an AHL role, I don't think the demand would have been scorching to get him an NHL gig. Did we even have him on our prospect pyramid? I don't even remember. I don't know if he cuts it age wise. I don't know. We might have cut him out. See, an absolute afterthought. We don't and, know. Um, I mean, he's done everything. He's absolutely done everything. He, God, we used to talk about Jordan Bennington like 
end like the beginning or the end of the summer, beginning of the season, you know, when ev- all the skaters are at the mills. And we'd just say his name, you know, just uh-huh. and then we would talk about someone else. Yeah. We would, he was literally a name on paper. And that was a it. fun name. But yeah, it, it, was, it was great. But it was like, I never would have thought that guy was going to mean anything to this franchise. No. Ever. And, and you know, the, 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 the fearsome comparison is Andrew Hammond of the, of the, uh, Ottawa, formerly of the Ottawa Senators who had the one, Similar mm-hmm. to Bennington, had a, a scorching hot end of the year, and then just was a shell of himself. But Hammond, I looked it up, absolutely collapsed in the playoffs. He had like two games with like a goals against well above three, mm-hmm. and lost them both. And so, even there, like you can't you can't not proceed and assume he's your starter. Mm-hmm. If the catastrophic happens, fine. But you would have been acting self-destructively at this point to not yeah. name him your starter. And absolutely kudos to him. Kudos to Oscar Sundquist. Another guy. Is like a centerpiece moving forward. Yeah, that guy's like... Not like a foundational, but just like an indisputable... Like he's the... When you think of your top nine forwards mm-hmm. from next year, for next year, it's like... O'Reilly and Tarasenko and then Sunquist, legitimately like of the if I was just naming people like who is for sure here mm-hmm. that we're not moving that we're not even considering trading because who's going to give you value for what he gives anywhere you now comparable yeah. to what what some so somebody going to step up with like a second round pick like no yeah I don't Buzz need off. that um, he's that thing that all good teams great teams have which is like depth but it's not that rotating body depth we used to have with like oh it's yaskin this time oh mm-hmm. it's old sunquist this time oh it's you know bar this year's last year's ivan barbershop mm-hmm. you know we have a guy that's on the third line second line whatever you call it he's not your star player but he will always be there and he's good at what he does He's, he's like, like Troy a, Brower of like the Blackhawks in twenty ten. He's like an he's, Artem Anisimov. Yeah, when exactly. The were good too. Just like, like that guy that's there. They pay him. He does exactly what he's there to do. And you don't. And he's in a weird way like replaceable, but also like indispensable. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, I like we could get another one, but also it seems hard for us to do. Yeah. So we're gonna keep this one. Yeah. yeah. I yep. agree, and I think you know your comparison of Berglund plus is really accurate because he can and we play. liked Berglund and Berglund played pretty well, but like this is a guy that like has a big effect on the game. Yeah, Sunquist can play anywhere from your fourth line to your second. Can penalty kill really well. Can power mm-hmm. play in a pinch and not in a pinch like he's a right handed shot. Yeah, not in a pinch like ooh Sunquist <laughs> on the power play. I don't know in a pinch like oh okay yeah just send him out. Yeah, um, he does everything. He does everything for you. Robbie Fabry, we we touched on it briefly, but mm. looked really good tonight. Mm-hmm. I would we 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 talked about for a long time now how we shouldn't expect anything of him this season. But I would love nothing more if he became, like, not even a difference maker in the playoffs, but just looked alive, looked alert and playing. Whether it be so that we carve a spot out for him next year, or even if it becomes 
we trade him somewhere. And I'm not mm. saying like, ooh, like up his value hugely, but I just, I'd love somebody to be interested in him and think, you know, like in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Look, it's not great to play for Ottawa right now, but he could be like a top six forward with Ottawa and really yeah. get the role he deserves. And I don't know if that role is available to him here right now. Um, so he's doing really well. Tyler Bozak's looked quietly very good. He's had big, uh, his hand's been in the two big plays, you know, yeah. the Schwartz goal from game five, and then he also had a goal in game one to game winning goal. Uh-huh. Uh, he looked really good tonight, too. I think O'Reilly, who we, you know, lightly ragged on, just said you got to step it up a little. Bit. I thought he was really noticeable tonight. I thought yeah. maybe it was the Jets not playing as great, but I noticed him just like Ryan O'Reilly of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like a guy that was head and tails, like trying the hardest on his line. Speaking of which, Alex Petrangelo looked transformed tonight. Mm-hmm. He looked like a new man, and he hadn't. We kind of maybe dogged on him a little unfairly because he has like six or seven points. I can't remember if he has a goal, but like they're gonna say he has six or seven kids. Yeah, yeah, it's got about <laughs> that many too. That many too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looked really good tonight, mm-hmm. playing good. The rest of the defense, nobody stood out to me either direction. Dunn looked pretty which, good as which, always, which is a swimming compliment to Carl Gunnarsson. <laughs> it absolutely is. I think um, they has, did they pair him with Petrangelo? I think when I was driving Gunnarsson over here the Petrangelo, other day, Dunn they put him together. And Edmondson? Edmondson cuz Dunn's playing as offhand which which by the way, what like in what world are we trusting Vince Dunn to play as offhand in a mm. playoff game on the second line? He looked so uh, good tonight. I guess I guess they're weirdly the third line. Yeah. Gunnarsson and or Bortizzo, Bowmeister and Perico, <laughs> but uh, we were up two zero and Dunn walked a guy in our own zone and like that's a scary thing to do, but it was like oh man, all the confidance in the world, yeah, I love it. The Shin Schwartz Sunquist Sunquist line we haven't talked enough about probably, but they look great and Shin looked like a big part of it. Yeah, Tarasenko. I'd still like to see more just sniping and scoring, but he looked more live today. And yeah, like he had the chances. He just kind of wait. He kind of did what Schwartz did, only never converted. He'd yeah, wait he'd a long time, then, but then it would hit yeah. a pad or something. Um, yeah, like you said, literally every forward. Who's who's on our fourth line right now? Even uh, Bar- Barbashev and Steen. Steen looked fine. I like, saw Steen. I saw Perron. I think those two may be like the quietest forwards we had, and even then they weren't bad. Uh huh. And this was, I mean, this was a a dominant three two performance, mm-hmm. and the two really, you don't want to say they don't count because they very much yeah. do. Like a third goal would have made it tied, so they count in that way. I think if there's another game after this, you know, there's let's say now it's game seven or whatever yeah. for us. I'd be like, oh, I really don't like those late two, late two goals. Uh, kind of killed a little momentum for yeah, us. That's but a really good point. We beat them, so I do not give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like absolutely. the Stars and the Predators aren't going to be like, did you know they let two <laughs> in late in this game six? We can capitalize on that. Yeah, and just like, just mind-blowing that they did this tonight. That's what I mean. This was a... I was so prepared to... Not- Knife in the eye, sort of, a little bit. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, for sure. I mean, not, not in the way. I mean, we could have done that in game three still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see in the next series. But I was so prepared to come here tonight and say, they done it. They did it again. Yeah. These, <laughs> these fucking assholes did it again. I know. And damn it, I'm, I'm proud of them. Yeah. It's weird, like, 
I love my sports teams, but I'm rarely like proud. I rarely, I rarely feel like I don't usually have that kind of relationship with them where I'm like, these are my children <laughs> and they've done well in the world and admire them and celebrate them. But mm-hmm. tonight I was just like, yeah, fuck, yeah. It felt and so good for Schwartz. Ballpark Village, awesome place to watch a game. We're not shills for Ballpark Village. But, but we could be. But, for the right price. But call us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was a great atmosphere. You know, we, we weren't in the game, but we felt like at that place went oh, yeah. friggin' ballistic. You can go to our Instagram account to see some of the live video that we shot towards the end of the game, including me just putting the phone down in disgust after the second Jets <laughs> goal. Um, but, yeah, I mean... And keep talking on and on pretty much in perpetuity. Yeah, it was an amazing game. Um, It reminded me a lot of, even though it was 3-2, a lot of the Dallas Game 7 from 2016 where I was like, wow, you just won? You just won the game? I can't believe it. You just did it. Um, It felt great to do it at home. I'm glad they won it at home. I mean, just for the fans, just for the crowd, the atmosphere. It just got to be a good feeling. Yeah, when was the last time they won a series? And I guess they won the Blackhawks once. And everything. yeah, because they didn't win the Dallas one. But they didn't win the Wild one at home, and they didn't win the Dallas one at home. Yeah, you're right. It's been a while. Um, I don't I know. Thought that we had home ice in that Blackhawks series. I know. Thank God. I think. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about um, just like the Jets in the series? How do you feel about that oh, team? I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because one thing I wanted to say is. The, the like, loudest of props to Dustin Bufflin. Mm-hmm. And I know some people out there are going to say, fuck him, because he's an asshole. But I didn't, like, even as much as he antagonized this team, I didn't get the feeling that he was an asshole in the way, like, P.K. Subban's an asshole. Yeah. Or he's just, like, antagonizing, you know, or Jamie Benn or whoever. Like, he's just antagonizing yeah. to be a little shit. And he's playing dirty, not not even dirty, but just kind of bitchy hockey. Yeah, like Buff Bufflin was just finishing his checks, and he was playing. He's played just big out of his mind, and that dude's like thirty four, five, six, somewhere in there. Like he's Jay Bomeister's age, pretty mm-hmm. much. And he was just, I mean, he was both ends of the ice, absolutely lighting it up, friggin' goals and assists left and right. J- that dude was a monster. Yeah, like to you play said. Against. Like you said, if he hadn't shown up this series if he hadn't played as well as he played maybe a sweep. Honestly. Four or five game series legit The like guy was the catalyst for that that big of a that difference. Team. Connor Hellebuck, don't know what he is. He because he did he, he win the Vesna last year? Or did no, he just, he I don't was, think so. But he placed. I think it was Yeah, no, he was really good last year. And he was really amazing good. and this year just just garbage. A lot of questionable goals. Um, Just a lot of ones where you're like, yeah, not completely your fault, but also... Not not your fault. You could have done a little well, more Well, that first on that. one's a perfect example, because it's just like that puck, the shot that Shin takes mm-hmm. never should get past him. It should never get through the space. So you can say what you want about, well, Shin, Schwartz got lucky to get, you know, part of his twig on it, but... Yeah, cover up. He shouldn't have put it there. Um... Yeah, so I don't know what he is, and that's like their biggest concern. Mm. Patrick Wine, I don't think they know what he is. That's what now. I mean. You showed up, but then you didn't show up for like your biggest game. He that guy showed, was. He showed up early, but he was a ghost later in the yeah, series. Yeah, he was a ghost in this um, game for sure. He's an RFA. I, 
I think they're giving him two or three years. Oh, you give him a bridge deal for sure. I know you that. Can't. I know those are kind of gone these days, but you can't you commit cannot. that much money to that guy. And if he wants it, trade him to somebody who's willing to. Oh, you can get a haul for him I'm still, not I betcha. Sure. I betcha. I'm not sure this team needs him as that bad. Oh, the Jets? Know? Yeah. I thought you meant us. I was like, yeah, we don't need him. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think we need him either. Um, Nikolai Ehlers, I mean, I, I realized he was hurt these last few days. He was Never heard invisible of this series, and I thought he Did was he like Did he score a, a goal at all? I don't maybe think so. None maybe of the six one, was? Maybe one late. Because they said he hadn't scored a playoff goal like oh, all yeah, last no, year he or something. He, I definitely remember if he had. So, Woof. yeah, because he never had a playoff goal. Yeah. And they went, I mean, they went deep last year. Yeah. Brian Little, I don't think he's a central player, but he didn't really show up. He's been there the, forever. Yeah, until very late. I mean, Blake Wheeler looked good. Kyle Connor looked good. Adam Lowry looked pretty good. Shifley looked good. Shifley looked really good. Um, one player I think we do absolutely have yes. to shout out. And jokes aside, actually had two or three of the better chances for the Jets. Uh, is the one and only Josh Morrissey. Take me out tonight Where there's music and there's people in the young and the light Driving in your car I never, never wanted to go home Because I haven't got Just what a player Josh Morrissey is. What, what an a, artist. What an honor to die by his side. <laughs> For the Jets, it is the only. It's such a magical way to die. I can't think of the lyrics right now. To die by your side is such a heavenly way to die. Heavenly way to die. Heavenly way to die. Uh, yeah, I mean, I we joke about it, but he had the bulk of mm-hmm. the good scoring opportunities tonight. Jacob Truba did nothing for my, my <laughs> fantasy pool. What a waste of space. I was looking, and there's one guy who's only got, like, two guys left at all. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them's a predator. Like, at least one of them wasn't looking great for staying <laughs> in. So I was like, okay, as long as I beat him, we're good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where the Jets are now. Mm. Because... Two, three years ago, they made the playoffs, right? And they could have been really good. And then did they have an early series with Nashville that they lost? No, they had a couple years back, they played the Ducks, and the Ducks swept them. Right, and they mm. shouldn't have necessarily. I don't right? think they should have swept them, yeah. but, you know. And then last year, was their return. I think everybody thought um, they were like a arguably the strong one of the strongest contenders mm-hmm. in the West and they beat Nashville in the seven game series mm-hmm. and then they ran afoul of the Golden Knights who nobody expected it wrote off all and they the, lost them they're five still games. writing them off they're, we're still writing the Golden Knights off um and this year they lose to us in the first round and didn't play a great series isn't that bonkers that we won the first two then they won two and then we just won Two, two after more. that, yeah, that doesn't. Seem it doesn't. Possible. Doesn't feel. I mean, the loss feels terrible, no matter what. As a Jets fan, but to just have your wins sandwiched in the middle by yeah. two losses on either side does not 
feel particularly good like right. your team ever really had much going despite the fact that they had you know momentum going into game five uh-huh absolutely yeah so i don't know they haven't kevin shovel day off notoriously doesn't make a lot of change <laughs> for change's sake but i wonder if they need some sort of shake up no who didn't do all that great and i don't know if we mentioned or not or it just wasn't doesn't seem worth it mm-hmm. uh kevin hayes Oh yeah, and I would not really a first round the pick. to get him. Yeah, I think so. I or mean, maybe two seconds. It might have been two okay. seconds. I mean, but it was a hefty price. Yeah, just I I doubt they re-sign him, or I doubt they sign him for whatever reason I want. But it just seemed like another. Well, I guess Paul Stasny probably did more for them than Stasny Kevin Hayes did. A ton did. For him yeah. last year, relatively should have paid. Actually, I think they offered they him a certain amount, and he said no. Like right at the last minute, I think they they wanted him pretty bad, and then I guess Vegas. Can you? Taxes I've never been to either place, and I know Vegas isn't like a metropolitan haven. And I know Winnipeg doesn't have, have an, an airport, airport. Which suck it? <laughs> How do you get out of there? Which isn't true, like in the slightest. It's, I don't know why. It's probably in their Saint Charles. We <laughs> yeah, talked about probably. this. It's not in Winnipeg proper. But, um, yeah, if you're Paul Stasny, and they're like, "Look, you can live in Winnipeg, or you can live in Las Vegas." That team, you know. Well, what's your choice? And he's like, man, I just don't know. It's so and hard. I realize we talk about, I, I realize this is like commonly talked about with the Jets, mm-hmm. but who's choosing Winnipeg? I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure it's a pleasant place to live if you're mm. a Winnipegger or a Winnipegian. Winnipeg head, whatever. Peg. But, <laughs> what up, peg heads? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, as an outsider, you get to choose between 31 teams, mm-hmm. Winnipeg. Where the sun don't shine for about six months like, of the year. St. Louis, I'm, I wouldn't put them high on the list, and I love St. Louis. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not trying to talk down to Winnipeg. But you get the choices, like, uh, you can live in, uh, you got four offers. They're from Tampa, Anaheim, Vegas, and Winnipeg. Like, immediately, (laughs) aren't you just like, well, the Jets are out. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) And so that, I don't know where they go. Your Canadian dollar goes further up there, I'm sure. But you're taxed into the oblivion. (laughs) Goodbye. I don't know where they go from here, because I I feel like it's time for a shake-up. And I feel like they're going to stay the course. Who's that team's captain? Uh, Wheeler. Wheeler, right? He's he was really good this series. Not a Canadian though, so yeah, they're turning on him. Some of those I was reading on the Blues subreddit that they said on TSN radio up in Winnipeg. They had callers calling in, and there are lots of dumb fans in every fan base. But people going like, "We got to get rid of Blake Wheeler." A, because he's American. I like how they start with that. And B, like he wasn't very good this playoffs. Let's talk about the most important thing first. Yeah. He's a lousy American. <laughs> but he has like two 90-plus point seasons back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. You like want to see more in the playoffs. You want to move further. But that's not that dude's not your problem. No. That dude ain't your Don't problem. That's insane. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... They'll, they'll, I think they'll do something. When you go from third round... To first round exit. Uh huh. When you were supposed to be. I mean, you were leading the division for most of the season, and then, you know, you kind of fell a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I think the coupled with the exit, that coupled with the kind of collapse they had towards the end. I think they got they got to do something significant mm. there. I don't know what Paul Maurice's contract situation is. I wouldn't think he's a hundred percent safe. 
Mm-hmm. I really like Paul Maurice as a coach. You know who's going to end up there? Pete DeBoer? No. Um, De- who? Oh, you know it. Our good pal, Mike Yo. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you love to see that team implode? Please, NHL gods, please. I have had too many blessings from you guys <laughs> already, but please let that happen. Uh, something maybe worth talking about now. I don't know how much. Can I, Go can ahead. I just make a point because yeah. I think it's related? What teams are on the ascendancy in the NHL Central? Because it's not the Jets and no. it's not the Predators. The Avs definitely are. Yeah. And we are. And I guess the Stars maybe are. Yeah, perhaps. But I think there's about to be a shake-up in who's on top in the NHL Central, and I think we're going to get some fresh faces. That'd be nice. Um, sorry, go ahead and oh no, whatever No, it's, it's related to the Central, though, because what do you think about round two and our potential matchups? <sighs> Here's the thing. I'm I'm not writing either of them off, but neither of them really scare me. The Jets were definitely the scariest of I the was, three, and, I think. And you can go back and into the archives. I was very not looking forward to this series. It was worst case scenario to me. And we handled them and for the most part we handled them fairly easily. Mm-hmm. I don't that's that's an exaggeration, but we 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 won game one clean, we won game two clean, and then game three and four we don't talk about, and then <laughs> game five we came back and won, and game six we dominated. So we we've, have, sh- we've, we've shown we have with the stars this some year. Some character, yeah. But I just feel like the way we're playing right now, we're going to be a lot more effective at just shutting down Ben and Radulov and, and Sagan, and they, they can't do it without that line. Mm-hmm. The the Predators, as much as we had their number this year... It's definitely more spread out they there. They have a lot more weapons. There's no world in which the Stars advance without those three guys carrying them. I mean, they're only in the playoffs aside from think, Ben Bishop because those guys got hot. I think they have like 15 points this series mm-hmm. that they're currently in. Um, obviously, I'd also like uh, Dallas for home ice advantage... Um, if if the if da- if Dallas beats the Predators, the Blues are the top seed in the Western Conference. That's bonkers. Let that sink in for a minute. Um, I get not over the Sharks, not over the Sharks. So I guess over if, Vegas. I guess Vegas would have to. Nah, maybe not. Okay. Maybe it's just in the Central. Um, either way. Either way, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you talked about when we did our Bachelor segment. Mm. You A stellar segment. Go back. Listen <laughs> to it. There'll be a season two next year. I would love it. Uh, you, kicked, you kicked the stars off pretty early because you oh, did they're not my, want them. Oh, they're the first one I got gone. Um, first one that got gone. But how are you feeling about that now? I'm feeling a lot better about it for sure because I think the Jets did seem like the harder matchup. Uh-huh. I worried more about the stars... I mean, Sagan, Ben, and Radulov a bunch, but what I really worried about them was speed. Haskinen is a monster. They're just they're just fast, and fast, fast. He's so good. And, and as Darren Pang said tonight, we are 
not that fast. However you said it, you know, we're not we're not known. John this team is not known for team. being a fast yeah. team, but tonight they look like it. I was like, thanks for that weird backhand. You don't look so ugly from afar, <laughs> but tonight, like thanks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I I still worry about them a little bit, but I do think playoff hockey. It's kind of like the Orion O'Reilly effect of like you play really hard. Then you might kind of fade in the background because everyone plays that hard. So mm-hmm. like you might be fast in the regular season, but then when it's the playoffs, we're going to be that much faster to catch up to you. So it might not be as bad as it seems. And if they're beating Nashville, I got to tell you, maybe that's just because Nashville's not that good. Really, I kind of feel like we would have been doing the same exact thing yeah. in Nashville. Really. And that's coming from a super pessimist, but I would have not have been worried well, about Nashville. I also wonder what nobody's going to ever take a series off, but I also wonder if there's a reality in which the stars kind of like we made the second round. Holy shit, we beat the Predators, and not that they take it easy, mm-hmm. but I don't know what how hard the drive is after that point. Maybe I'm just making up a narrative that isn't anything. How many like, vets do they have on that team? Jason Spezza. <laughs> and it just doesn't feel like a lot where I think our team has we got a lot of young guys, but I think we got a lot of guys who have been there before and they can look these young guys in the eye and be like, it was just a great win, we celebrated and we're into the second round, but now it's another round. Mm-hmm. Whereas I do this is all, you know, us just shooting our shit, but it's like I think maybe Dallas might have a few too many young guys or guys like you yeah. basically feeding into your point of like, yeah, we're so happy we made it past the first round. This is just icing on the cake because we were dog shit. A, we were fucking dog you're shit. You're saying there's a few too many Rupe Hintzes without enough Trevor Dailies yeah, to go they, around. Yeah, there you go. It's um, a, that's a dig for all the <laughs> hockey fans that really like those names. Yeah. <laughs> They've got they Matt have, Zuccarello. Do they have Adler? No, the... Predators have Edler. No, they have uh, Hamus. Hamus. Okay. Yeah, I know. Former the other, other former Vancouver. Vancouver they still have Edler. That's like the one guy they still they hung on to. They do. Yeah. Okay. Um, wait. Do the Predators have Hamus then, or do the Stars? Oh, but they. He was. He was he's on both. Been on both, but I think he's a Predator now. Sure. Um, I was like, honestly, I'm yeah, like, I, don't I know can't what remember. They have. But anyways, yeah. point just being, it seems like they might be young enough team where they're just happy with that, and I'm they've not, got a new coach. Here's the so, thing. I'm not writing off the second round. No, I'm not. Like, I'm also at this point, and maybe I'm. I'm also riding the high of obviously what happened tonight, but I'm not scared of either one. Bring them on. Mm-hmm. This, I'm not putting the cart before the horse here. But the the Western Conference has opened up beautifully for every for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Not just I mean. It's oh easy, no! It's, it's easy enough to say for the stars. It's good for everybody. Seriously, like the stars got to look at the Blues and be like, we played them very well this season. Mm-hmm. Let's say Vegas moves on. Vegas has to be like, dude, it's just that. It's, it's just the, the fucking Abs. Are you <laughs> shitting me? And the Abs have to be like, holy fuck, we just beat Calgary. Let's fucking go. It's like, I would love that. I really want Abs. It's the first time in history that Knights. both of the first seeds, first seeds have been Oh, East and West, yeah. Um, as Knights hot, would be a, a just wall-to-wall series. Just it's so hot. And haven't we, like, not... 
again, not to put the cart before the horse, but haven't we owned the Golden Knights pretty much since their inception, which I, I realize so. is only two years, but <laughs> I, I don't know that they've beaten us yet. Yeah. At all, maybe once. The and one thing, the one the thing, the we pretty much handled this year. Yeah, obviously, if they make the third round of the playoffs, they're a different. That's team. the thing. And I always think like, if you make it to the third round, especially even if like we handled that team, like yeah, but they made it to the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're gonna be hard. Mm-hmm. Normally, I don't have stats in front of me. Normally, I like to think that the third round is not one that you go. You know what? And this one was the easiest for us. Although I think. Sometimes it has been. I feel like it's happened a few times. But yeah, generally, it's like it's just it's just gonna get harder and harder. Uh, yeah. But I'm jacked. We gotta do. I'm pumped. We only we're only a quarter of the way there. That's what's That's unbelievable. Fucking, every time we have won a series, I've just thought about like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. I and like. You sink back in reality, and not in like a bad way, but you're just like, oh my god, it's not over. The not even close ramps up to like tonight was insane but can mm. you imagine if we were sitting with a 3-2 lead in the western conference final going into game six i would have been rolling around we on the ground like, of ballpark village like listen just, we had a lot of fun at ballpark mm-hmm. village i can't watch it in public from here on out <laughs> i didn't do well there <laughs> because i was not well <laughs> boom time uh, he's not well oh uh, but we did it. We won. It was a joy. Yeah. Don't just don't mistake our tired voices for like pure just pure passion. Yeah, we were just absolutely blown away. I barely have a voice. I can barely hear oh, still. Oh, we were screaming. Check out our Instagram again. The blues did it. Fuck yeah. They have, they have the touch. They have the power. Always when all hell's breaking loose, they'll Kick the Jets right in the eye. That's mm. not the word. That's a, I think that's how it goes. Are we done? Are we? Can we be done? Yeah. I don't know if we're just going to wait until after game one or if we're going to do like a first round wrap up. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll be on Twitter. Um, happy Easter to those of you who like partake. to celebrate. <laughs> do you happy, partake happy in Easter? Happy Easter also to those of you who like Ian will be dragging themselves to church to make their family happy. Yeah, um, I'm a C&E type of <laughs> Christian. Uh, <laughs> when God's really watching, I show up. He's really, I've been here the whole time. Uh, How's it <laughs> going? This ties on backwards. Peace be with you and also with you. you. Oh, that's how he knows. He goes, wow. That's why they did it. To trick Ian. Um, yeah, but seriously, happy Easter to every one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not only has Christ the Lord risen from the grave, but the Blues have risen into the second round. That's not sacrilegious. I got a degree just to make sure. So we're good to go <laughs> on that one. Folks, thanks for sticking with us through the insanity of the first round, the highs and the very, very lows. <laughs> we get to do it again. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's go, Blues. You got the touch. You got the power.